You're listening to Let's go. the Second Opinion Podcast. Second Opinion on what? I think we should get a second opinion. Where all things gaming are on our mind all the time. That's all I can think about. Just like the name says, we might have some different opinions. So get yelling, laughing, crying, and of course some very opinionated gamers. Here are your hosts, Celeb, Bolt, and TJ. Podcasting once again, this time with no audio glitches or reverb. Uh, did you have the listener twice? Do what? No, I had I had the regular list, oh, I had the winners the, list, yeah, and then the announcements. Okay, my bad, my bad, bro. Yeah, it's all right. I'm just saying, I didn't know if you see. If if I could. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number two or 311. Whoa, <laughs> 311. It's your boy Celeb back again with my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, Bolts. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Sound like the, the sound like the old hormone monster. Oh, it, like, it is a like Rick or something like that. <laughs> Oh my god, bro. He was like talking to that chick that one time and she walks over and was like, Mama Russell puts her finger in the mouth. And then he was like, Look, here's a, here, you see the bomb? Go get it. He was like, Wow. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Big Mouth on Netflix, which is an amazing animated series. And I just now started getting into it. Um, I, I actually, uh, Dara was watching season four recently and, uh, I watched a couple of episodes of that and I was like, dude, I've got to get into this show and it is hilarious beyond My God. It's so funny. Oh, so good. really, really dirty. Like I knew it was going to be dirty, but I didn't expect it to be like that level of dirtiness. But anyways, <sighs> it's a really, really funny show. You should definitely check it out. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to just yet. Because it is hilarious. But uh, we're back again for another episode. And this time we are here to talk about everything that has been announced in the last like two days. Oh, my days. God. It has been crazy. There has been so many announcements. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about um, what have you been drinking and what have you been gaming or how your life has been going and what have you been gaming. So I've been folks, drinking my own urine. <laughs> What have you been gaming, uh, dude? A whole lot of nothing right now, man. Really? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm so I'm so balls to the walls right now with UPS that I, I seriously have like zero to no time to do anything. If I play anything, I play uh, uh, Legends on my phone. Um, I play Golf Clash and stuff like that. But I mean, that's really all I really have time for. Every now and then, I'll jump on COD for about 15 minutes or so. Yeah. But that's like like yeah, like one or good two match or yeah. one or good. What? One are good, one oh, or two good matches. One yeah. are good's good enough. Now I'll get on there. I'll play a couple matches here and there, and then and then I'll just end up crashing. So yeah. Okay. Well, I've been playing a good chunk. Um, I have been playing um, Call of Duty. Uh, I've been actually really diving into Fire Team recently, um, and I'm starting to better respect this mode than what I did. When it first was announced and it was in the beta, I was kind of disappointed with it because I was like, well, okay, so it's like a reskinned plunder, but it actually feels better than that. It feels, um, it kind of feels like 
Black Ops Cold War standalone version of a free-for-all mode, and I actually really respect this version of the game because um, as big as these titles are now, it's very hard to have two Call of Duties on your system at the same time, especially when these brand new consoles just launched and they only have up to, you know, a terabyte worth of space. A terabyte nowadays ain't as much as it used to be back in 2006, okay? It ain't. Um, so I had two um, Call of Duties on my uh, system, and both of them took up like 250 gigabytes worth of space. Yeah. So I just couldn't afford to have Warzone on there anymore. It's as much massive. as I love Warzone, I only usually play Plunder. And there's just not a point of having it on there, so I'm really starting to dive into fire team or the the fire team mode, fire whatever, dirty bomb fire team or fire bomb or whatever it's called. It's really good, man. It's like 40 players, and they're all divided into 10 teams, and um, I'm really liking it. And my kill to, kill to death ratio is really starting to go up more. I think because of the larger maps. Yeah. In the close quartered maps, I just. The only one that I do so somewhat good on online is Nuketown. Um, but, like, you know... Just because it's probably so familiar. Yeah. But, like, oh, well, and Cartel as well. Like, Cartel I do pretty good at. See, Cartel is one of my worst maps. Garrison? I fucking hate Garrison. I know we're not supposed to be... Uh, by the way, I have a new feature on here that, like, bleeps. So it started it, but... First the government and now this. <laughs> Just censor everything. Yeah, I know. But um, we, can, we can see penises on Cyberpunk, but we can't say the F-bomb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I've been, uh, I've been really diving into it, and I'm really enjoying my time with it. So hopefully one day I'll be able to squat up with, like, Jesus, Elden, and Bolts in Fireteam. That'd be great. Please. <laughs> Come on, man. Just, just, just play it with me. You just got to have a good team. Um, yeah, because like earlier, bro, we were the team I was on, we were in second place and literally our goal was to do what I usually do in plunder and go on the edge of the map, gather as much uranium as we can. And then all four of us at one time, like two on one side of the area and two on the other side, just like kind of like, you know, attack it at one, one merge. time, merge, flank. merge from the east side and the flank. west side flank, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, but that's what we were doing. We we're actually flanking the bombs, and it really worked out because we got three bombs back to back that we got to detonate, and it uh, put us in second place at the end of the match, which was great. <clears throat> but winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's right. Um, PUBG. So outside of that, I've been playing, diving back into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm really loving it. It looks unbelievable. The game is just so great. Um, and it's one of those expansive games as well. You know, I think I'm at the point now that I'm not... I'm so excited for these games. I'm not getting burnt out on these games. And I wish I would have had the same exact mindset whenever Red Dead and Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out. Because I really... You know, I didn't ever finish Odyssey. And I've said that before on the podcast. But, like, you know, I kind of talked to you all about it. And you all lined me out of what happened in the story. I watched some of the cutscenes on YouTube and stuff like that. But... I really appreciated Odyssey for everything they had to offer. And Valhalla, you know, you've only played a little bit of it, but I think you can even appreciate the fact that there are differences between it and Odyssey, but it's still like a very good game. No, it is. It is. And, and the, the small bits that I have played of it, 
it reminds me more of a <laughs> what? What happened? I was gonna get the mic man. Oh, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know what it is. It as of right now, it just. It seems like more of a hack and slash type it, of game. It does. It does. It, it seems a little a little clunkier. It doesn't. And that's because I'm in the snow. Um, I can't move very fast. Um, you but know, move on. So so on and so forth. So I, I I'm really really want to get dope. I want to really dive into it and see exactly what it has to offer. Because right now I'm I'm somewhat unimpressed. I think at first. I was really just struck by the graphics. Like whenever I was standing on top of that mountain and I sink for the first time and I like looked over there, I was like, wow, this is crazy. But then that's whenever I realized I'm like, I don't have to stay around in this area for far too long. You know, I have, I can move on from this area. So there's so many different areas, you know, being able to go to Heimdall um, and go to England and France and all this other stuff so cool it's so so cool and one of the best features in the game i will say it through and through one of the best features is whenever you walk up onto like a either a cathedral or walk up onto a very large base that has like a ton of treasure if there is a riverbed close you can call upon your crew to actually help you raid those areas while you're like you didn't even have to be with your crew you just blow your horn it does this little close-up visual, and then your freaking crew comes running up from the riverbed and helps you take everything out. I thought that was, like, such a cool feature. Such a, such an amazing feature. But outside of that, I've also been playing a ton of uh, Fortnite recently, trying to get the um, challenges to get all my Mandalorian armor as much as I can, at least. You have to reach a level 100 on the battle pass to get Baby Yoda, and that's my goal. But I, I really don't think I'm going to do it. One cool thing is that they introduced Master Chief and Kratos recently into the game. <clears throat> There's been a lot of people that have been doing these little pictures and memes to where it's like Kratos and Master Chief like high-fiving and stuff like that. And it's pretty weird to see both of them on there, but, you know, of course, my, my end goal is to eventually have these companies actually treating each other like that, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> um, and lastly, what I've been playing is Cyberpunk 2077. Now, I told Bolts this last week, I'm not, or on the last episode, I'm not really going to talk about a lot about the story, but I've had a little bit of a difference of opinions from some of the people on social media because there's a lot of people that are saying the console version is, you know, just unplayable or they don't really want to play it right now because it's not up to their standards and whatever else. I just don't understand. Like, I feel like a low class gamer or something because. That's the best way I can say it. I feel like a low-class gamer because I'm playing this game, and I'm like, man, this game is gorgeous. You know, here's a perfect for instance, Bolts. When Skyrim launched in 2011... God dang, was that almost 10 years ago? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and guess what? It's coming on Game Pass. <laughs> it's now available on Game Pass. Um, what's crazy is that I'm when Skyrim... Huh? I'm going to download it. Please do. Um... <laughs> uh, when, when Skyrim launched on Game Pass, everyone knows that Skyrim was riddled with bugs, okay? But what was the, the main thing that was being said about Skyrim? Oh my god, it's so expansive, it's so great, yeah. it's, it's got this, it's got that, it's unbelievable. Cyberpunk has been through so much. CD Projekt Red as a whole, as a company, has been through so much trying to really make this game the best that they could. <clears throat> 
I think at, at some point in time, CD Projekt Red did want to just launch this title exclusively on PC and next generation consoles, but they knew that they would upset fans of the previous generation since there's more gamers playing previous generation consoles than current generation consoles. So they were just like, okay, well, we're going to delay the game and try to work on it. Oh, well, we have to delay it again. We're going to try to work on it. Oh, well, because of COVID, we got to delay it again. <clears throat> so finally, they get a date, December 10th. The game's going to come out. We hope you guys enjoy it. It comes out, has, you know, bugs and issues and whatever. The game doesn't play the best, and there's not a PS5 or Xbox Series X version until for like another couple months, possibly in March or something like that. But with that said, the game is great. I have been playing through it, and yes, there has been visual like bugs. Like I shot a dude in the head the other day, blood squirted out, and like there's these little like lines shooting out of the set. But bro, like I remember killing a soldier in Skyrim on launch week, and the entirety of his buggy that was next to him launching into the sky. Or uh, a giant walking up to me and hitting me with his hammer and my character flying into infinity. You know, these type of issues happen. These type of issues happen with large, expansive games that are demanded to be pushed out ASAP so gamers can get their hands on them. This type of stuff happens. But CD Projekt Red knew that if they were to do another delay into 2021, fans would be livid. They would be so upset, freaking out. So this is what upsets me, is that it seems, in my personal opinion, that a lot of these gamers that I have seen that I don't follow on Twitter, but just searching through the Cyberpunk hashtag on Twitter, a lot of these gamers that are complaining about the bugs and the issues in this game are the same ones that were complaining that the game was not out when it said it was going to be out. So they're complaining that first that the game is delayed, and now they're complaining that the game is launched with bugs. So I don't understand. Like, you know, someone said it perfectly on Twitter early. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And he was literally talking about Cyberpunk. The game launched, there's bugs, there's a couple problems, but you're also the same exact people that were complaining when the game got delayed. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You cannot expect that this game is going to launch in full-on 100% fidelity if the, if the studio did not have the time to really work on this game. Now, I do agree with what Bolt said on the last episode. With games like this that are as large as they are and as hyped up as they are, and that have probably been worked on as long as they've been worked on, we do expect the game to at least launch in some form or fashion of complete. Yeah, absolutely. So... In the version that I'm playing, the PS4 version, there's a couple of bugs here and there. There's been some times that like my 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 game is errored out um, and just went back to the home screen. Or, for instance, there was a there was an issue that I had today, or I'm sorry, uh, a couple of days ago, whenever I was driving my car and I couldn't get out of first person mode. So whenever I tried to continuously get out of first person mode, it errored the game out. <laughs> so. There's issues with that. You know, there's always going to be glitches in games, but I just don't understand what gamers want. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm disconnected from the, the games community because I more or less understand that if you rush somebody to do something, 
there are going to be times it's not always going to be the best. So, like, if Bolts asked me, hey, bro, let's go in there and, and make these ribeyes, but, you know, I'm really hungry and we got to hurry because I got to go. So I go in there and I, I try to make them as quick as possible and whatever else. There's two chances. I'm either going to undercook them or I'm going to overcook them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Either way, <laughs> there's a possibility that one of us is going to be upset. You know, I'm like, oh, I was okay. You know, so that's the same thing with this game. You know, you can't, you cannot jump on CD Projekt Red's case constantly and say, please bring the game out. Please bring the game out. It was announced in 2016. That's four years ago. Announced in 2016, Bolts. Yep. Four years ago. Most of these games that are ex- as expansive as this is have been like, for instance, what, Elder Scrolls? I think it was worked on. There's most of these Elder Scrolls games were worked on for like six, seven years. Let me tell you something. I went in the game for 10 years. Yeah. Too human. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're not going to talk much more about that, but I waited 10 years for a game. So yeah. be patient. Yeah. I'm just saying. And they've, they've already, like today, they pushed out version 1.04. that fixes, you know, improvises, you know, um, you know, fixes for the visuals. It does a lot of fixes for bugs in the game. And they're continuously trying to make those steps to make this a perfect game for no matter your console. But me and Bolts 100% agree this game should not have come out to PS4 nope. and original Xbox. Nope. It shouldn't have. It should have been a PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, X, X. and S, or Exclu- X, exclusive, and PC and Stadia. That's it. It should have been on nothing else. I hate saying that. And I know there's a lot of problems getting these PS4 consoles, which, by the way, I watched a video earlier, Bolts. This woman on, on uh, TikTok on the 8th, she had went to a Walmart to pick up um, the restock or pick up a PS4 for her son because they did the restock or PS5. They did the restock of it. They waited out there at 3.30 in the morning and when they finally opened the store, there was two Walmart employees that walked off from the electronic department with PS, uh, PS5s mm-hmm. and they already been purchased. They literally had just opened the store and the woman looked in and saw them walking off. The woman came back there and said, hey, your manager told us that there was four of them. Us four have been waiting out there since 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, blah, blah, blah. And the woman said, well, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do for you. You know, we, we, we don't have any. And she said, your store manager said that y'all have some. We'll come to find out. They were trying to, Walmart employees were actually trying to buy the systems before the before the actual sale was able to happen. Yep. And these people were out there waiting until 3 o'clock in the morning. So they were only able to sell two of them. But, I mean, that's BS. You know, if we did something like that whenever we were at GameStop, we would have been fucked, bro. Um, so they did that at the Crockett GameStop when yeah. the PS3 launched, yep. and then they shut them down. Yep. Corporate came down and shut, shut their asses down because they couldn't find anybody that wanted to work at Crockett. Um, but anyways, so it's just irritating to me, man. It really is. It, and it, 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 I think everybody just needs to calm down. And just give CD Projekt Red a little bit of breathing space to make this game better for everybody. Um, but with that being said, we got some good uh, topics to talk about. <sighs> we got some good topics to talk about. You got that, bud? Huh? You okay over there? No, Dara just messaged me something I can't say on the podcast. Oh. Um, oh, it's one of those. Yeah. I do that shit all the time. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So, 
we got some really cool stuff to talk about. And first off, we're going to talk about the Disney Investor Showcase. Huge! It was impeccable. Huge. It was unbelievable. And it was something that really wasn't even on my Richter scale to even think about. Um, but, you know, Bolts... I want you to kind of talk about this stuff. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go through it. I think there's a couple of things we can skip, but um, you got the article pulled up. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the Lucasfilm stuff. Okay. Well, you know, um, the it, it's called the the Disney Investor Investor Day, basically, and it basically <laughs> comes out and Disney's like, hey, this is what we got working on, and Disney announces 52 new projects that they've slated within this year, next year, the year after, so on and so forth. 52 projects. I think it's up to 2023. Yeah, it's, it was still freaking still, huge. Oh, man, it was crazy. I know usually this isn't the type of stuff we're talking about, but there's there's a lot of times that we try to blend in the whole geek and gaming aspect, and right. this is something that we really care about, so we're going to no, heavily yeah. jump into this. Um, you know, L- Lucasfilm, um, you know, Disney, and all that, all, all that jazz, I mean, they're, sl- they're, they're slated for around 10 new Star Wars series that are coming to Disney+. Plus. Just 10 Star Wars series alone. I mean, Star Wars is a huge, huge universe. Yeah. But... Dang. And what's crazy is I think only two of those, two of those, um, no, I'm sorry. There's 10 new series and then there's two theatrical movies. Yes. So there's a total of 12 theatrical experiences that are coming out in the Star Wars universe. And that's not even counting an Indiana Jones movie that has officially been set into production. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious who's playing all them characters. Yeah, I I know, right? I ain't heard jack crap about all that. So on Disney+, Plus, this is kind of what you had to look forward to. Uh, The Mandalorian's... uh, 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 The Mandalorian is producing two spinoff series. One is called Rangers of the New Republic, and the other one is Ahsoka, which we kind of kind of figured. Yeah. Um, Especially since they got uh, Rosario Dawson. Is it Rosario Dawson uh-huh. that plays Ahsoka? Yeah. Yes, and she did an amazing job. She did. She did. Big, big name char- uh, actor, actress uh, for a good character. So that kind of had to figure uh, that was going to happen. And on top of that, uh, those three shows will intersect for crossovers in the future. That is great. That's that's going to be awesome. <laughs> that's um, so cool. Uh, another one, that my son will like this one. Uh, Star Wars: The Bad Batch, which yes. is uh, previously announced. Uh, this is the uh, this is the this is going to fall, follow the rogue clone stormtroopers from the Clone Wars animated series, uh, Rex, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, if you actually, if you've seen Star Wars Rebels, the animated series, then you'll see the Bad Batch. Yeah. Uh, and I actually think they said too that the actor that played, you know, Jango Fett, whatever I yes. can't remember his name. I think you know he came back for Boba Fett, and I think they actually said he signed on to play Rex in the Mandalorian as well. Well, okay, that'd be um, awesome. So that would be great. Either yeah. he signed on to play Rex in The Mandalorian, or he signed on to play Rex in the Ahsoka series. Yeah, that'd be cool, be cool, though. I mean, that'd be awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you got Star Wars Andor. Uh, the the it, this is kind of a prequel. Um, the, the Rogue One prequel spinoff starring Diego Luna will arrive on Disney Plus in 2022. Um, I, I don't know much about the the whole Rogue One and Diego Luna, her, um, him or herself. I can't yeah. see. I don't even know if it's a dude or a, or a it, chick. It's, it's a guy. It's the guy from Rogue One. Remember? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. Right, that's right. That's yeah. right. Diego Luna, he was like one of the 
Um, I can't remember his backstory, but I think he was one of the first, like, really heavy uh, Latino actors that got a lead role in Star Wars. So a lot of people were really excited about that. But what's great is that he is a great actor. Yeah. I mean, he is a great, great actor. He did a great job in Rogue One. Rogue One really shocked me. I, I think you and me both. That, that's by far the, the, the best of the, new, the yeah. new Star Wars movies that have come out. And you know what's nuts, too, is I feel like the I feel like Disney is doing these making these choices because they've seen the the reception of the Mandalorian and how big this is going to be for Disney as a whole. And the fact that these series so far, like the Mandalorian, listen, I love the new star Wars movies. People can say what they want about them. I love Ray's story. I know that supposedly, you know, the, the, the connection between her and Palpatine was like last minute. Right. And nobody really knew who, who her, her, you know, family lineage was and all this other stuff, whatever. It is what it is. The movies are canon. I, I really didn't mind him that much. But the whole series, ser- uh, season one and two of The Mandalorian so far, has been by far one of the best theatrical Star Wars experiences and, and, since the original song. And, and, and I will say this, as much as I love the movies, one through nine, every single movie, Rogue One, even Solo, as much as I've loved the movies, Lucasfilms, when they put out a series about Star Wars, it is top notch. Yes, and that's that. That's from the Clone Wars animated series. It's from the Rebels. That's from the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's they're 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 top notch. They yeah. are some of the best written written shows, and 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 it's just they're good. They're yeah. just really freaking good. Yeah. Um, back to the back to the roll call. Um, they have the acolyte, which is uh the acolyte Russian doll. Uh, creator Leslie uh, um, Headland. No, 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 it's. I think it's. Uh, no. Is it the acolyte Russian doll creator? Oh, my bad. Yeah, oh, my bad. Russian, <laughs> the acolyte. I was like Russian, Russian doll in Star Wars. I, know, I was like, look, look we're supposed to get a whole like red, <laughs> red Yoda and shit yeah. like that. Uh, Leslie Headley uh, brings us a new tale set in the High Republic era with a focus on the dark side. I'm really gonna like that one. Yeah, because this is based in High Republic. Which is the new storyline, yes. um, and it, this High Republic is like prequel, yes, like prequel, prequel. This is whenever Yoda was still pretty young, yeah, um, and uh, this is going to be really great, really, really great, very, very excited, especially since it's going to be. Um, focused on the, the dark, dark side, side that's which is going to be awesome. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm really looking forward yeah. to, and of course. Um, the greatest news of all time. <laughs> the, the, this one has probably been the most anticipated and and forthcoming. I mean, everybody has been wanting this for quite some time. This yeah. is the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, of course, the long gesture return of Edwin McGregor is finally shaping up. And, of course, Hayden Christensen will be returning as Darth Vader himself. Yes. Uh, <sighs> what? I, I don't know. I mean, look. I'm glad Obi Wan Kenobi's coming back. I'm glad Edwin McGregor's going to come back. I, man, I do not like Hayden Christensen. I, I don't really understand why people have never liked Hayden Christensen as an but, actor. I thought he was great, especially in Revenge of the Sith. Now, w- when he finally went to the dark side, yeah, it got a little better. But before that, I I, could, I, I didn't like him. Really? I really didn't. Dude. Oh man, I love. I thought him. I thought his facial expressions and his emotion was just a little too. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta understand, I, I bro. I mean, think about it. 
he was a he was I, I think he did a great job and the reason why is like you gotta think about his character. You know, Anakin Skywalker was a slave who literally just thought him and his, his him and his mom were pretty much nothing. Was told, Hey, you're the chosen one was pushed into no, training. No, 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 way, I'm not talking then, about, no, I'm talking no, about No, I know you're talking about his acting. Yes. But what I'm stating is I think he, I think that Hayden Christian did a, a a great job at portraying Anakin because you gotta think he's battling so much. He has this unlimited power pretty much. He's one of the most powerful um, of the you know force wielders in the universe and he's constantly being pulled in multiple directions. So He's still a child at heart, especially uh, in like, you know, uh, episode one, Phantom Menace. Of course, he's a kid, but then Attack of the Clones, he's still a kid. You know, he's still very young, very young minded. He's very selfish at times. So I think, of course, you know, I said it, the Revenge of the Sith was was great because he did have that final turn to the dark side. And there's there are a couple of times that, you know, it got a little irritating, like his facial expression and stuff like that. Like whenever, um, you know, Mace Windu dies, I, I, like he wasn't sad. He wasn't upset. He was just like, oh, and then he was like, what have I done? <laughs> he drops <laughs> in his knees. I'm like, come on, man. But I think he's going to do great. And, you know, he's done a lot of movies since then. And it's been how many years? I mean, for real, like, what, 14 years, 15 years something, almost? Something crazy like that. So I think he's going to do great. But I, one of the biggest things that is great about the series uh, uh, that is going to be like the headliner is that we're obviously going to see Obi-Wan face off against Darth Vader again. Like there's got to be uh, a point in time to where Darth Vader and Obi-Wan will fight. Maybe even what's even greater than that in this Obi-Wan series, we'll finally see a live action version of Obi-Wan facing against Spider-Legged, Darth Maul, <laughs> which true. is going to be so sick. That is true. Um, to continue on the list, we have a, a, a droid story, which is a new heroic droid uh, will be uh, will be introduced R two D two and C three PO. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't really. I'll watch it, but right. Uh, Star Wars Lando. Great. What that's about, and it better have um, what's his name, Daniel Daniel Glover in it. If it doesn't have Daniel Glover, then oh, oh, I, I know what you're talking. If he about. doesn't play Lando, then right. I don't understand. Uh, and of course, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Visions, an um, an anime um, anthology series with Eastern influences. I don't know about that, but uh, I will say this: the one, the one series that I really mi- that I wish they would announced what it was about the <laughs> the two uh, speed racers. And uh, oh, in, Mandalore. In, in Mandalore, yes, that yeah, one, that one episode when they're yeah. two are just getting after one each other. Oh, yeah, I was that hoping they were gonna announce something like that. That would have been really great, right? Um, the Star Wars movies, um, Rogue Squad, uh, Rogue Squadron, uh, which is of course about the uh, the squadron founded by Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, I don't know what this one is. Disney confirmed that Takeda Wahida will be helming a Star Wars feature due out in 2024. Don't even know what that is. No yeah, one knows what that is. They didn't even have an actual uh, title for that yet. So there was a bunch of other Pixar and Disney animation movies. Um, there's a, you know, Zootopia series, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. That movie is due out uh, March of 2021. 
Um, Moana. Baymax. Hold up, screw. Yeah, Baymax. It's come a, on. I mean, come on, bro. It's a. It's an anime. I think it's an animated series or something like that, or possibly movie that's coming out early 2022. My kids are gonna watch it. That's cool. But I just, you know, Big Hero Six was a great movie, but oh, it's it was not one something. Of the best. Um. Anyways, now this was pretty weird news for it being uh, like, you know, talking about Pixar stuff. Blasting into theaters June 17th of 2022, Lightyear is definitely a, uh, a definitive story of the original Buzz Lightyear, voiced by Chris Evans. Get ready to go to, uh, go to infinity and beyond with Lightyear. Um, so this is actually based on a Space Ranger version of Buzz Lightyear. So this isn't the toy version. This is like supposedly like based on a like a real version yeah. of Buzz Lightyear and all this other stuff. So I don't know. I mean, and it's got Chris Evans in it, so it doesn't have Tim Allen. So I saw a couple of people on social media, you know, commenting to these posts and whatever. They're like, I can't believe they snubbed Tim Allen. I'm like, but it's based on the real Buzz Lightyear. So it's not based on the toy. It's based on an actual Space Ranger and all this other stuff. I think it's going to be great. I think it'll, my I kids, agree. I know for a fact, they're really going to love it. Um, and then there was a couple other films, Turning Red, Luca. Um, now, Pixar and Disney Plus, they announced some more stuff. Um, but the big thing, and I'm going to hand this back over to Bolts, was Marvel on Disney Plus. Now... You know, we, we go back to the Star Wars, and there were some huge announcements, of course, for Star Wars, Disney Plus, and stuff like that. Um, but Marvel, Marvel came out and said, "Hey, we got some shit, too, some stuff too." Yeah, <laughs> I just can't that about <laughs> You know, <laughs> first we're going to start with uh, a Wanda Vision. Um, release a new trailer as the first MCU series that's going to hit Disney Plus on January fifteenth. Now, my buddy JD uh, was telling me about all this business because I'm I'm not a, that big of a Marvel person. Yeah. I'm more of course Star Wars by always. But you and me like like the the Marvel movies. Oh yeah, 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 so for fun. sure, for sure. Uh, he was he was trying to explain Wanda Vision to me. I was like, bro, I'm just gonna need a list yeah. because it's something I have I know nothing about. Yeah, I mean, it looks really cool and unique. I'm guessing they're like trapped in some type of. You know, multiverse, multiverse thing, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but it looks cool. Yep, and Vision and, is back. Yeah, that is true too. Vision is definitely back. And um, after that, you have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, let's see what else we got. We got we got Loki supposed to arrive May uh, May of twenty one. Now I'm really excited for Loki because this is a full on follow up to the Avengers Endgame film when he got. Um, when he got the cube and left, disappeared. You know, he yep. disappeared. So this is like he goes into some uh, TVA, which is obviously like a time prison or something like that. He goes to, and I think Owen Wilson is in there as a security guy, and he was like, you know, he's like, "Do you like to talk?" And he was like, "Or no, not much." And he goes, "See." I can tell you like to lie a lot too because I think both of us know if you like to talk and then he's like chatter, 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 <laughs> chatter. <laughs> and it looks really cool. I think that it's going to be really awesome to see where they take that. Um, let's see. After that, you got Hawkeye, um, which will be late fall of 21. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Haley, um, 
Haley Steinfeld will be appearing in the series as Kate Bishop, which is going to be, you know, as like his sidekick. Oh, whatever. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, the highly anticipated What If, an animated Marvel studio series that features the same voice cast as the blockbuster films. Um, so I, I, is that, that's going to be a full series with them in it? Yeah, or? it's going to be a full series. And What If is like, um, What If is supposed to basically be what the title is. Like, What If... You know, um, you know, Thor took over the universe or whatever. It's uh, like basically okay. like, yeah. So I think that's going to that be could be cool. interesting, actually. Um, Ironheart uh, will will follow teenage Riri Williams, who reverse engineers Tony Stark's armor to protect her Chicago neighborhood. So cool. is that is that the female? Yes, Iron that's Man? Ironheart. Okay. Originally, um, in the comics, I think from what I've read up on. She stole the um, the armor, and her and Tony um, kind of eventually like grew to like each other, and she became Ironheart. But from what I uh, talked about in some of the uh, recent chatter through Cinelinks and through some other people, um, some people believe, like for instance, Jay Shotblast was talking about this the other day. He said, "I don't really understand the Ironheart aspect because I don't see Ironheart really." Um, uh, being out and about without Tony Stark, you know, because that's like her origins. So, right. you know, I don't know if she's just going to like, if this is either going to be a live series or an animated series, if it is going to be a live series, I'm sure it will be good, but they're going to have to change, obviously, some of it, you know, certain aspects. Well, of it maybe, maybe, maybe Tony Stark will be um, Ironheart's uh, uh, Jarvis. Jarvis, yeah. yeah could be. You never know. Um, let's see what else we, we got. Armor Wars, which will star, of course, Don Cheadle's uh, War Machine after Tony Stark's uh, tech falls into the wrong hands. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, I like Don Cheadle. I do too. He's really, really good at acting. Yeah, yeah he's really good at acting, man. Very, very good. He's he he did a great job at replacing um, old dude. I can't even remember his Howard name. something. Yeah, yeah. He was not good in the first. One. Nah. Um, let's see what else we got. We got Secret Invasion, which will star Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn's Talos yes. as, they, as they unearth a secret scroll conspiracy. Cool. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, let's see. Marvel Studios uh, head Kevin Feige also confirmed that Tatiana Mazzolani will play the lead role in She-Hulk with Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner also appearing. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, Feige also teased that other NC characters will pop up. Dun, 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 dun. That's going to be great. Yeah. Um, Iman Valani, I, I, Valani, excuse me, uh, was confirmed as Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel. I know nothing about Miss Marvel. I don't know much about Miss Marvel. J- JD even could tell me very little about Miss yeah, Marvel. I don't know much about Miss Marvel as a character. I do know that she has very unique powers and yes. stuff like that, like stretching and growing abilities and all this other stuff. But I think that's going to be a really great series. Um, and then also uh, he revealed that she will co-star in the sequel uh, to Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, which is going to be great. Yeah. Oh, and then James Gunn. James Gunn will write and direct a live-action Guardians of the Galaxy ho- uh, holiday special um, for Disney Plus set to arrive in 2022. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is set to hit theaters in 2023. I can just imagine what that holiday special is Oh, I'm sure like. it's going to be crazy. And we were actually watching Guardians of the Galaxy 1 today, and just the introduction of, like, Drax the Destroyer oh, yeah. and all that other stuff. And he, like, whenever Quill goes back to get his, get, get his uh, you know, Walkman uh, and comes up, he's like, oh, 
this is a great man. You know, he's going to lead us into all kinds of stuff. What did you go back to get? And he hands him the wall, and he's like, you're an imbecile. <laughs> like, it's so good. And, it really is. Um, I'm very excited that they reinstated James Gunn. He's a great, great director, great writer. What's also cool is I'm really excited to see, I know this is DC, but I'm excited to see uh, The Suicide Squad, which was done by James Gunn. And you can tell how different this Suicide Squad movie is going to be to the original Suicide Squad movie. Um, I think it's going to have some really awesome stuff in there. John Cena plays like the anti, you know, Captain America or whatever else. And um, I think it's going to be great. Um, And then they have I Am Groot. Uh, will be comprised of a series of short films starring Groot as he interacts with other Marvel characters. Um, so then we're moving on to the movies, Bolts. Man, look, and it, it just keeps going, man. Um, as rumor, Feige confirmed that Black Panther will not recast the late Chadwick Boseman. Uh, the director, Ryan Coogler, is working on a new concept. The film is still scheduled to arrive in 2022. And they did say from what I believe they said they're looking at characters in that universe I hope they go to I hope they go to the Black Panther sister yeah I really do yeah because she was actually um, the Black Panther in the um, in the comic books she actually she she did a hell of a job in the movie as a sister she was so great yes she was so great Uh, Feige also uh, teased that the official announcements on Oh, uh, Ollie's Blade will be coming in the near future. Yes. Um, the new Blade movie, bro. I can't wait. Do, do, do you know the... I can't I can't pronounce his name. Uh, no. Mashershala Ali. It, 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 the only movie I can really think that I know him from is a movie called Green Book mm-hmm. with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. Amazing. And, if it, and I, it's completely, completely off the subject of what Blade is, because Blade is this vampire hunter killer slash thing, mm-hmm. and Green Book is this, like, based on a true story of back in segregation times. Yeah. But that's going to be great. Yeah. It is going to be a really good movie, I think so. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Peyton Reed will also return and direct, excuse me, the third Ant-Man film, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quant- Quantumanium. Quantumanium. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, by the way, you know, Ali was actually in, um, he was in Luke Cage as well. Was he the main bad guy? Yeah. The he main, was the, yeah. In the first season? Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's where it was. Yeah. So good. By he the was way. crazy. So yeah. good. Um, let's see. We got um, Jonathan, Jonathan Majors was confirmed to appear as Kang the Conqueror, a fan favorite villain from the Marvel comics in, in the new Ant Man and the Wasp movie. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, uh, Feige also confirmed that WandaVision, um, that WandaVision, Doctor Strange, in the Multiverse of Madness, and an untitled third Spider-Man feature, all all connected. Oh, that's awesome! So this third Spider-Man feature is supposedly going to be Spider-Verse. And what's cool about it is going to have Andrew Garfield and supposedly Tobey Maguire. Uh, in the movie, there's already been a bunch of you know multiple bad guys that are supposedly reprising their role. Um, um, for what JD was telling me, everybody that's in the original Star Wars, I'm uh, Star Wars, Jesus, Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies, movies. Um, Doctor Oct, um, uh, Jamie Fox, Green Goblin too, all of them are supposed to come back, wow. except for the Green Goblin, um, because Green Goblin will yeah, be playing as James, uh, will be uh, James Franco. Yeah. So yeah, they should all. Even if, that, if that's the hey, case, then but, it's going to be amazing. But see, that's also the thing. Like um, Emma Stone's coming back as as Gwen, uh, Kristen Dunst as the uh, as the original redhead Mary Jane. All of them are coming back. Bro, if that's the case, 
and of course the, the the one person that could that can maneuver all that would be Doctor Strange. Yes. yes. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and then what else does it say? MCU Spider-Man director John Watts oh, yes. is now developing a new Fantastic Four movie, which Marvel gained the rights when Disney acquired Fox. This is going to be great. I think we're finally going to get the the real. Fantastic, right, fantastic, fantastic form. Absolutely. And, then, and and the good thing about it is, you know, it's funny we say that because like for sure two of the two of the characters that have played a Fantastic Four character play in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. You know, uh, Chris Michael, Evans was, uh, was a, uh, the whatever. Torch. Yeah, the Torch. And Michael B. Jordan um, played in, like, the reboot. As the Torch. Uh, yes. Yes. So, so it's weird. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as some bonuses, I know this is kind of, I was, I was looking over these bonuses. I'm really, really excited about some yeah. of these. Uh, Fargo, Fargo and Legion creator Noah Hawley is developing an alien series for FX. I'm totally down. Man, no questions. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. Fargo I, is such a good series. Yes. Now, Legion, I haven't watched a lot of, but Fargo, oh my God, man. If he brings the type of elements that oh, yeah, Fargo bro. has yes. into like an alien series, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Simon Pegg will star as Buck the Weasel <laughs> in an Ice Age spinoff titled Ice Age Avengers of Buck Wild. Listen, that's going to be great. It is. Yeah. That's going to be freaking yeah. great. Coming out 2022. Um, will Smith and Chris Hemsworth are each getting their own National Geographic series. Smith's Welcome to Earth, a cheeky callback to his Independence Day, sees him in attempt to unlock the secrets of the planet this most extraordinary unexplained phenomenon Hemsworth Limitless will explore the physical potential of the human body that's gonna be cool yeah um, and, and there, there are a couple other things that uh, that were posted on the uh, I believe posted in the Sunlinks webpage mm-hmm. um, like a Dead Space series or something or movie or something like that I, I, I saw it from somewhere that that's the other thing that caught my eye yeah it was a, it was a um, I think it was a live action um, Dead Space movie was so, that from Disney though it wasn't necessarily from Disney, but it was announced, and it was I saw it in some links, and I was like, let me let me throw this out there. Well, I don't know, but I do know that that is one hell of a lineup. That oh, is a lot me, of stuff, and I mean, we've got a ton of stuff to watch. You know what's crazy too is like HBO made that really big announcement, like every movie that comes out from Warner Brothers. Um, over the next, you know, physical, you know, two years is going to release on HBO now the same day it comes out in theaters. And then Disney was like, hey, we got stuff too. <laughs> so um, I'm really, really excited to see what where they're going to be taking this and what they're going to be doing. Um, and the, 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 the only issue I have is, is, is a chronic overload. Like... I mean that's a lot of look. That's that's thirteen Star Wars and like like ten Marvel. It's a lot in four years. But you know what? This is kind of what we've asked for. I never asked for. I did. I want more stuff to watch. I, I understand. I just don't want it to be all at one time. No, I think it'll be spaced. So, um. Anyway, so moving on from that, we had the Game Awards recently, and we're going to talk real quick about the winners of the. Uh, what was voted. Um, so best game direction went to uh, Last of Us Part 2. Most anticipated game was Elden Ring from Software Bandai uh, Namco. So yes. these two. Best game direction um, Last of Us Part 2. I, I totally disagree with this. Um, 
you know, there were, it's not the fact that The Last of Us Part Two was not a good game. But when you look at the overall direction that was done with this game, the the innovation that was done with this game, um, there was some innovation, but it was very similar to The Last of Us Part 1. Ghost of Tsushima, I mean, that's game direction. That's innovation. That's pushing the envelope and making something that people have honestly not really ever had before. Damn skippy. So I was very disappointed with that. Um, And this is no shots to Naughty Dog. They're an unbelievable studio. They're one of my favorite studios. But Sucker Punch, I feel totally got uh, snubbed at the game. I agree. Because I I wasn't able to watch it. I didn't watch it for that matter. Yeah. But I went back and I was looking at the list and it was just, I was was amazed by some of the choices. I really was. Yeah, me too. Now, I can understand this. Um, this choice, Elden Ring getting most anticipated game. Um, since its announcement, it's been shrouded by, you know, pretty much nothingness. Like, we have no clue what is going to be in this game. We don't, I mean, we but don't know the basis of what mystery. it's going to be. But exactly. So, uh, this is coming from From Software and Bandai Namco, so we can only expect the best, especially being from From Software. Um, best narrative, last was part two. I mean, I voted uh, whenever we talked about this in the last podcast. I, I agreed, you know, narrative. Um, I, I would go with that. Um, art direction, Ghost of Tsushima did win that. Um, score of music, totally disagree with this. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, me and Bolts uh, were locked in 100% on this. Uh-huh. Doom Eternal should have won. I'm just, you know, let me tell you something. There, there's, there's certain music that you play when you play games and Doom Eternal soundtrack and audio is the music you played to play a first-person fast-paced game. It was just because you get because the music gets it, gets you into it just as much as yourself getting it. Oh, it was. And good. then you know, even uh, a friend of the show, good friend of mine, Andrew Hustle, um, actually did some of the music for the Ancient uh, Ones DLC, Ancient Gods DLC, and it was unbelievable. I mean. I, you know, that's another one that I feel kind of got snubbed. Audio design, Last of Us 2. I mean, come on, bro. Like, you know, The Last of Us 2 was a great game, but, like, look at these, look at, like, audio design. Last of Us 2, Doom Eternal, Half-Life, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3. There's two games right there that I feel that have great audio design. Ghost of Tsushima was unbelievable audio design. Unbelievable. Same exact thing with Doom Eternal. Do I feel that Last of Us Part Two had it had it better? No, no. I, I agree. mean, come on, dude. I agree. Uh, best performance: Lauren Bailey as Abby. I actually, I really wanted Ashley Johnson to win this, but I can understand this totally. Lauren Bailey is a great voice actress, um, and I was really shocked uh, how they took Abby's tale and made it a focal point in the game. Yeah. And she did a great job did. Did. Uh, as like portraying this emotional journey that Abby was on. Um, games for Impact, whatever. Uh, ongoing game, No, no Man's, Man's Sky. Sky and I was really, really happy to see that. Yeah, I absolutely. Wanted, absolutely. I wanted No Man's Sky to win this. And um, the uh, lead game director uh, or president of you know Hello Games, I always forget his name, he was like, they were like, oh, well, you know, you won best ongoing game. He's like, I'm actually really surprised by this. <laughs> you know, because he said most of the times we always, when we're in categories with Fortnite, we always lose a Fortnite. Absolutely. So um, they won, beat out Fortnite. Best indie game. 
actually went to Hades. I want to play this game so bad. I know you do, bro. I do. I really, really do. We'll get you a Switch. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, the one ninety nine. I stopped something like that. Yeah. I'll find one. Yeah, get you one. Um, best debut game went to Phas- uh, Phasmophobia, which was like a horror esque yeah. game. Yeah. I know you wanted car- Carry On. To yeah, win. yeah. Carry On was just, it's just so so unique and so bizarre, man. Mobile game went to Among Us, which is totally understandable. Yeah. It's taken the entire globe by, by uh, storm. Uh, community support went to uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockdown, which is understandable as well. They've done a lot of community support. Uh, VR AR game went to Half-Life. Um, innovation accessibility went to Last of Us Part 2. Totally understand that. Best action game um, went to Hades, which... Is understandable. I watched gameplay after both talked yeah. about it the other day, and you it's, know it is a very action-packed. Game. <laughs> it was bouncing all over. Um, I still have my heart and soul set that I wish Doom Eternal would have won that. Um, best action adventure title went to Last of Us Part Two. I totally disagree with this, a hundred percent. It had great action, but look at the games that are in this category: Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order was a great, great game. Um, but really, when I, uh, I narrow this down, um, nothing against Marvel Spider-Man. It's a great action game. But there are three games on this list that should have been picked over this. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. No question. Yep. Um, it, it You know, Last of Us Part Two is a really, really great game. There's a lot of crazy action in it. But when I compare that to these other three games, I can't say that it should have won our games. Best RPG, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, understandable, but uh, the hype for Yakuza Like a Dragon compared to Final Fantasy VII that I've seen on social media. Yakuza should um, Of course, this is correct. Best fighting game in combat. <laughs> 11 Ultimate. It is the best fighting game to ever release. Best family game, Animal Crossing. Totally understandable. Um, Nintendo's done a great job with the Animal Crossing series. Um, I was, I, I, you know, both said something about this the other day, and I, you know, I, of course, understand. Um, best simulation strategy game, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, it's pretty fucking weird. It's, it's, it's weird, but it's, it's one of the most, I mean, it's a flight simulator in 4K. You know, it's it's stunning. It absolutely. I mean, you're flying a damn plane, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for the two towers. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I was very excited to see this actually win. Sports slash racing game. Tony Hawk Pro Skater One Plus Two. It definitely deserved it. Um, Activision, NeverSoft, Binox, y'all did an amazing job on this game. I gave the game a five out of five. It was an unbelievable experience. Best multiplayer game went to Among Us. I understand because of the hype, but I still feel that Call of Duty Warzone should have won this. Um, they've done a lot in that uh, in that you know free to play aspect of the game, and I, I really do feel that it should have uh, should have gone to them. We're gonna skip over the esports stuff, that's pretty much it, except for yeah, the last category that you didn't. Which one? Game of the year. Well, yeah, yeah. Esports game went to League of Legends, which is understandable. Okay, so game of the year. So I got I got a rant about this. Went to Last of Us 2. Um, there was um, Animal Crossing New Horizon, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Shima, and Hades. All right, so <clears throat> play both these games through and through. Played both of these games in New, new Games Plus mode. 
Both of these games are great. Oh, well, let's say it like this. I've played every game in this um, in this category outside of Hades. All the games that are listed are great games. Final Fantasy VII Remake just didn't feel right to me because Final Fantasy VII, to me, is still, in my mind, a turn-based game. And yes, you can change different styles of it, but I don't know, man. Like, I want to play the game as a full experience. You know what I'm saying? Instead of it being like part one, part two, part three, or whatever they're doing, they're doing it as episodic adventures. Um, but I'd rather play it as a full experience. Um, my thing is this. Doom Eternal is software. You know, I love you very much. I think you guys are an unbelievable studio. Hugo Martin, Marty Stratton, everybody that works at the PR team. Um, just everybody at that studio. You're unbelievable. I love you guys so much. Um, I love Doom Eternal. I think it was great. The Ancient, God, Ancient Gods DLC was unbelievable. But this is my thing. The Last of Us Part Two was a great experience, a great journey. Um, was a great way to hopefully send the, send the series into um, another um, uh, game in the series. But Ghost of Tsushima resonated with me on a completely different level than any other PlayStation exclusive that I have ever played. And that's even trumping God of War. Like, God of War is a great series. Uncharted is a great series. Um, every PlayStation exclusive, Killzone, um, Resistance, Fall Man, all these games that I've always loved as first-party studio games from um, from PlayStation have been great. Even the Infamous series, which is by Sucker Punch, great. But Ghost of Tsushima is by far, in my books, the best PlayStation exclusive that has ever been released on a PlayStation system. I, and you can't, I can't consider like Metal Gear Solid as a PlayStation exclusive anymore because all those games are on multiple consoles. You know, um, Final Fantasy as well, you know, it used to be exclusive to the PlayStation. Uh, Kingdom Hearts used to be exclusive to the PlayStation. But this game is the whole package for me. It is one of the only games that I have strived to get a platinum on. It is one of the only games that I have strived to play this game from start to finish more than once um there's there's only so many mass effect is one of them that i've played over and over again the bioshock series i've played over and over again this game is by far one of the best action adventure rpgs on the market today you can get it now for like 39 bucks mm -hmm. if you don't buy it and you have a playstation you do not understand what you're missing out on this is the tier when it comes down to open world action adventure and it's something that me and Bolts have always wanted. A, a feudal Japan-style game that just gives you gives you the ability of just going and, and really getting in-depth in this world. And, you know, I saw some people say, well, you know, Last of Us 2 had a lot of differences, you know, and, uh, you know, Ghost of Tsushima at times, you know, felt like, you know, you go up on areas and it was always the same thing. There's so many different ways to play this game. It's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Last of Us 2... You go into an area and you know that you're going to run into, you know, a couple of different factions of people that you got to shoot or, you know, zombies that you got to take on, clickers and all this other stuff. Right, right. You know, Ghost of Tsushima, you go into an area and you you can literally strategize from the outside of those areas how you want them to do. Do you, do you want to sneak in? Do you want to do heavy attacks? Do you want to, you know, take everybody out with a bow and arrow? How do you want I mean... It's just an unbelievable game, and the story was great. The graphics were unbelievable. 
So I was really disappointed with the Game Awards because I just felt like Sucker Punch just got snubbed. Like, they won Best Art Direction. That's it? That's it? I know, bro. I mean, I play both of these games, you know, through and through. And I like both of them. But, bro, like, I just feel like Ghost of Tsushima did not get the love and appreciation that it really should have got. Now, they did win... They won two awards. They won the best art direction and the player's voice. So the player's voice could should go to show you that players really wanted this game to win game of the year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just me. And, and, and it's, it's surprising that, you know, the, the Last of Us, we knew what Last of Us was. Okay. It's just, it's just, it's a, it, we knew the story. We knew what to expect. We knew what was going to happen. We knew what we were going to have to do. Ghost was completely different. Yeah. Completely different. Mm -hmm. And one of my most anticipated games that I've wanted to play, and it'd be one of the few games that I would actually buy a PS4 to play. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, Sucker Punch got snubbed tremendously at the the Game Awards. Totally agree. So, outside of just awards at the Game Awards, we got a good chunk of games announced. Um, do you want to you want to go over these bolts? Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go over for a brief. Um, of course, the big ones are at the end, but that's 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 here. Say you're near town. There were some, of course, at the Video Game Awards. We uh, we expected that some game trailers would be released. Uh, some small ones, some big ones, some big ass surprises. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Ooh. So first, um. Kind of a kind of an uh, an indie game, top down. Um, have, have you ever played uh, the uh, uh, what's that game? The 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 ties that bind. Uh, what is that? It's an Isaac game. Um, Fudge. Austin Smith plays it all the time. Um, B- Binding Isaac. Yeah, I think it's I think that's Binding what, of Isaac. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Okay, it's a game very similar to that. It's called Loop Hero. Okay. Um, well, it's made by Devolver Digital, so exactly. I know it'll be good. Exactly. Um, but uh, Austin Smith, if you ever listen to this, this will probably be something you play. Um, it looks really, really neat. Um, of course, they have Tachia. Yeah, that's kind of why. It's a new game called Tachia, inspired by New Caledonia, was announced. It's a bright, beautiful, colorful, open-world island type adventure. Um, so yeah, uh, the Sea of Solitude is coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, I can play that on Game Pass. I have yet to be able to play it. Yeah. Um, just because haven't had a chance. That and I just it hasn't piqued my interest as of yeah. yet. Um, Near Replicant is coming. Uh, gameplay. No, re- I want you to say the full name. What? Oh, oh, I didn't even look. Look, I can even I completely bypass that. Near Replicant version. Point one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine gameplay revealed. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you played the first one, um, near near auto, automata or whatever, automata, yeah, yeah, was an extremely hard game. Yeah, um, it's one of those games that you could go, you know, thirty minutes into the game, die, and then you have to start at the beginning. Yeah, it's it's very hard, very frustrating, but very sad, satisfying. Now, near replicant, this is is this a remake of of a previous near uh, game? replicant was revealed as now. Um, I think it, it is. I'm I th- pretty sure. You know, I, I, I haven't read much on behind it behind it yet, so I'm not sure exactly. Um, let's see, we have Century Age of Ashes revealed, uh, basically a 
a, a dogfight of dragons. Cool. You ride a dragon. You Lair. Can, yeah, PV, a, a PvP combat um, without six axes. What layer should have been? <laughs> right? Um, big, big, big news. Uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate Fighter brings Se- uh, Sephiroth. Yeah. to the fighting and and if anybody knows anything about Final Fantasy 7 um, Sephiroth um, all of that he has the longest sword known to all men <laughs> and there should be no one to touch him yeah. um, if you watch if you watch the uh, the reveal trailer He's swinging that stupid sword around yeah. and hitting everything. And there's that one scene in the trailer that looked like Mario got like stabbed yeah. through the chest, uh-huh. and then he was just holding him by his, you know. Yeah. Uh, the do do of also cinematic trailer for big. Uh, cinematic trailer for new Perfect Dark was revealed. Um, Agent Dark looking out there at the, pri- at the at the prisons at the pyramids. And it says right here the game features some really cool first person eco sci fi visuals. Uh, developer confirmed that the game is still in early development, so this is going to be a really big first-party exclusive for Xbox. Yes, Perfect Dark has been um, has been wanted uh, to be rebooted by fans for a very long time, and uh, because the Nintendo 64 version was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was. And then the and then the 360 version wasn't. Um, yeah. Now right. I'm going to talk about this. Go ahead. Back for Blood has been revealed. The creators of Left 4 Dead, Turtle Rock Studios, fully revealed Back for Blood, the first-person zombie co-op shooter, launching June 2021. So a lot of people were like, "Well, why didn't they just make you Left 4 Dead 3?" You know, blah blah blah. Because Valve owns it. Yep. Valve owns the right for Left 4 Dead. This is literally the the successor um for a left 4 dead game that is done just by total rock and they're not just you know this isn't from what they stated and from the gameplay that we showed this is not just going to be a ripoff or whatever if anything to me it feels like a merger of a lot of their games previous you know because they're going to have um what was the one game that they brought out before that was just not good um oh my god come on why would i forget that i don't know bro it was so bad why he's looked that? Why he looks that up? Um, let's see. We have a hood. Outlaws and Legends release date announced. A new trailer revealed mid- medieval multiplayer. Evolve. Oh yeah. Yes. So Evolve launched and it just did not hit the way it was supposed to. It was to. bad. It was. It was. It was really, really bad. It didn't have a lot of support. But they they're merging all this together. So they actually said they're going to have like all new types of zombies. They're going to have the same type of banter that made the Left 4 Dead series great before. Um, they actually, in the gameplay, it showed this guy like shooting some of the zombies. And he's like, I got one for you. And he's like, and then you go to shoot somebody else. And I got one for you too. Oh, here's one for you. And it was all in game. Yeah. So, uh, But they said they're going to have 20 foot zombies uh, for you to take on. Um, and a lot yeah, of different- I, Yeah, at the end of that trailer, that yeah. big, that big f- that, F word. That big freaking zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think Back for Blood is going to be great. But you were talking about Hooded Outlaws and Legends. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a, it's a medieval multiplayer game. Um, it's going to launch May tenth for everything. PS4, Xbox One, PS5, Series. I don't really X, know PC. how to feel about this because um, uh, wasn't there what, what was it? Wasn't there ones like called Chivalry or something? Chivalry. Like? Yeah. Is uh, it was actually done by um, Chivalry was actually done by Activision. Yes. Um, now. Though I did play a very small amount of it on PS4, I feel that the best way to play that game is to play it on PC. Um, 
Now, the thing about Hooded Outlaws and Legends, it is a third-person multiplayer medieval game. So, I mean, it could possibly be cool, but um, what's the game that Ubisoft um, supports a lot that you said Aaron likes? For Honor. For Honor. So I feel like man. it's I feel like it's a lot like For Honor. Oh man, they, they got they got a lot to make up because For Honor is and they're coming out with the second one too. Yeah. And let me tell you something, my, my son plays that religiously. I mean every time I get on my email, you know, four dollars have been spent on For Honor experience points or something <laughs> like that. I'm like, damn son. Yeah. Uh, but no, he absolutely loves it. Um and uh, Four Honor Two is going to be coming out, and he'll be all over that. Yeah. Um, next, you got Scavengers, which is a, a free-to-play um, action shooter, shooter um, open world. Um, it looks uh, the gameplay looks really really fun. It does look really fun, and it seems like a lot of people are really excited about this. The alpha had launched, or uh, the alpha had launched, um, and a lot of people that got their hands on it said they really liked it. And then what was great is that at the game awards, they were like, "In the you know closed beta is available now. We're opening up a total of fifty thousand new slots. So head on over to the website, cool. check it out and yeah. stuff." So that's I mean that's pretty cool. Fours across. Cyberpunk 2077 crossover is happening. Forza Horizon 4 is giving a Cyberpunk 2077 vehicle. Um, it'll be available for free starting this, uh, December 11th, which was yesterday. Um, that's kind of cool. That's, that's pretty cool. I wonder, I wonder what it's going to be. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Go ahead. Uh, the Callisto Protocol announced from the creator of Dead Space, Glenn Schofield, comes a new sci-fi horror game called The Callisto Protocol. Um, it'll launch 22 for the Series X, PS5, and a PC. See, that's what I'm talking about. I am so excited know, for this bro. game, bro. And the trailer that they showed off was insane. Oh, my God. It was so insane. Oh, my God. Glenn Schofield is like... He he is the horror master yeah. because he you know he's what he uh, he leaded uh, he leaded leaded he led Sledgehammer Studios whenever they did World War Two so yes. that's the reason why the zombie mode was so great and you could see some of the crossover I feel into Black Ops Cold War some of the zombies are a lot more horrifying yep. this time around yeah um, World War Two zombies no ifs ands or buts will go down in my book as one of the best zombie modes because of Glenn Schofield and Sledgehammer Games absolutely um, bro. but the Castillo pro uh, protocol is going to be great and if it's anything like Dead Space which he kind of you know brought up you know oh man I just cannot wait to see the horrifying aspects of this What game. I like about this, of course, it's being made exclusively for the Series X, PS5, and PC. Yeah, so it's, gonna, it's going to be prim. Yes. yes. It's going to be Nova. It, it just is a side note from that, I can't wait until Scorn becomes the Xbox. Just saying. <sighs> just saying. I will watch you play that. <laughs> I will, I will uh, not play it, but I will watch you play it. Uh, Warhammer 40,000, Dark Tide Gameplay Refilled. Um, another Warhammer 40,000. Yeah. Um, open Road which is it's, I don't I don't know uh, it's it's open roads looks to be a narrative driven experience that centers around a mother and daughter's road trip I mean that's cool I'm glad that they're coming out with these type of games uh, that are you know uh, everyone has accessibility instead of it just being you know horror and action or whatever else there are all these indie titles that are coming out that um, that will be available for everybody that is true. That is true. Uh, Disco Elysium Final Cut gets announced. Uh, free upgrade to Disco Elysium dubbed The Final Cut is coming to consoles in 21. The Final Cut upgrade will have voiceover for every line and new quest. Well, there you cool. go. Uh, Dragon Age 4 uh, was officially announced from Bioware. Um, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest Dragon Age fan. 
Um, but I'm glad that Bioware is bringing stuff back finally out. You yeah. Know? And this was actually announced just as Dragon Age. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be like a soft reboot or what, but I can only expect this game to be um, exclusive for next gen and PC. Um, and hopefully if that's the case, then this game will be... Um, Will look stupendous in place. Absolutely, yeah. Place for, for sure, sure, for sure. Um, Endless Dungeon was announced. It's a, it's like a roguelite tactical game, spiritual success, successor to Endless. Endless Dungeon is coming to consoles and PC. Looks good. Yeah, no, um, it, it'll be something I play. Um, yeah. I, look, man, I've, I've got really into those into those games lately. Like dungeon I, crawlers. Yeah, and stuff man, like that. I really like them. Well, you should play Minecraft Dungeons, bro. You can play it with Game Pass. You should really play it. Tell tell I Aaron. Can, I know I can play with Game Pass. We'll tell Aaron to download and y'all can play it together. He doesn't like it. It's <sighs> now. Uh, Crimson Desert, uh, uh, first gameplay trailer was released. Uh, for It'll launch in 21 for PCs and console. It's an open world action uh, adventure game. Uh, you're a chick with a bow and arrow. Yeah. It's pretty good. So Horizon Zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, Overcooked gets a new chef. Uh, man, remember, man, we played Listen, Overcooked for so for like so like five days in a row. And we this is the ourselves. best news of the entire show. Okay, Swedish Chef is coming to Overcooked. Of course, Swedish Chef is known for his amazing role in the Muppet series, Porker to Burker, Porker Burker. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I am so excited for this, and hopefully, um, we can all play Overcooked again. That'd and be, be frustrated. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, dear Lord. Total frustration. Uh, stunning indie game season revealed. An indie game coming from Scavenger Studios and featuring some Studio Ghibli-like visuals called Season was announced for the PS5. And I was pretty shocked hmm. by this as well. Now, I feel sometimes some of these games come out and they're like, the studios are like, let's make it as different as possible. Um, but this game, I didn't really feel that way. I was more or less just kind of like, you know, shocked by how great it looked. I mean, because it, it really does have like a heavy animation look to it. So uh, if it if the story and gameplay is as good as the visuals, then I'm down to play. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops uh, Warzone gets a season one trailer. So season one is going to introduce a, a new bad guy that's all about taking down Adler. One great thing about it as well is that Season 1 is coming out December 16th. That's this coming up week, and it will be free to all players. It's going to have uh, new zombie maps. It's going to have new modes. Um, and it's also bringing back Alcatraz to Warzone. So there will actually be a Warzone map mode that will just be based on Alcatraz, which was set in Black Ops 3. Um, and it's going to be a smaller map, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and there's a possibility, I don't know for sure, but there's a possibility that Fireteam is also getting a new map. Um, they're going to have a good chunk of uh, like four or five new maps for multiplayer um, and a uh, good, uh, good chunk of other stuff. I'm really excited. Zombie maps is the biggest thing. There's two oh, new yeah. zombie maps. Oh, well, that's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, this was weird, bro. I do, this is so weird. <laughs> I don't understand this. Um, Arc 2 was announced, um, and it was announced by Vin Diesel. In animated form, um, <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, it was a it was a trailer f- featuring Vin Diesel and two tribes going head to head as they barely escaped the hungry jaws of a Tyrannus Rex. Yes. Um, Arc the anime series was also announced featuring an original story based on the game. Yes. So, uh, I, I, did you play the first one? Yeah, I played the first one. Me and Dara played it, and um, I did somewhat of a review on the podcast back in the day when it first 
when we played it on right. console. And I mean, you know, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't something that I was just like head over heels for. But I'm guessing from this visual aspect of the game that they're really going to try to like launch it and have like a heavy story driven aspect to it. Um, I think there there was a story driven aspect with art as well. But like to me, it just felt kind of clunky and goofy at the time. Uh, maybe they're trying to you know pull it on Vin Diesel. Um, I am Groot to kind of get down into this uh, story mode. Um, I didn't know what this was. I saw Vin Diesel, and then I saw the T-Rex, and I was like, oh, my God, is this Turok? That's, like, my, that's the that first was, thing that I thought. first thing I saw. Bro, I was like, if this is Turok, I'm going to lose my you-know-what. Like, I was tripping out. I was so excited. But then, of course, they're like, Arc 2. And I'm like, ah, want to be Turok. No. But I think Arc 2 will be great if... If they're really trying to like launch this game in a new um, mindset and have it more story driven and visually stunning or whatever, then it's going to be kind of interested about the animated series too. So. Yeah, me too. Uh, the anime, uh, the animated style looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, Fall Guys gets a season three trailer. What the hell is Fall Guys? Okay, so Fall Guys is like a multiplayer game, and it's like a. <laughs> It's basically, you know, you and a bunch of other people get into a multiplayer match and you, like, try to, like, run to the end and you have, like, King of the Hill and all this other stuff. So it was available on PlayStation Plus for free and I didn't get a chance to download it because I didn't have freaking internet at the time. So I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Um, I could probably easily just buy it and I'm sure me and Dara would have a lot of fun with it because everybody says it's great. And plus, there's new skins for it coming out all the time. Like, you can get, like, a Ghost of Tsushima mask, Doom Eternal, like uh, the Doom Slayer is featured in there, and Sonic and all these other little goofy costumes for your character. But the the new Season 3 is going to be based around winter-themed content, so that's going to be cool. Well, there you go. Um, Outriders gets its new trailer. Uh, Square Enix and uh, People Can Flies. <laughs> Three People Co-op Shooter set in the Desperate Sci-Fi Universe was shown off. It's due to arrive February 2nd of 21 and for the, for the 451 and Series X and PAC. What do you think? Man, I, you know, I don't know yet. Well, listen. Uh, People Can Fly is a great studio. They've had their hands in a lot of different games. Um, of course, they helped in uh, Gears of War in 2006. They helped in Gears, Gears Judgment. But the one thing that really s- stood out for me and made me realize how good of a studio they were is they actually made Bulletstorm. Which Bulletstorm was a great game. I don't know if you played Bulletstorm, um, but I loved it. I loved the whole slowdown method, kicking a dude like halfway across the area see, into I, a fence see, and electrocuting. See, Bulletstorm came out, of course. Um, you know, people can fly, of course, worked on Gears. I thought it resembled so much of Gears that it kind of, it kind of, I kind of got away from it a little yeah. bit. Well, whatever. You know, <laughs> um, also, uh, what was great about it too is that they did come out with a version of Bullet Storm where you can play as Duke Nukem. Yes, so yeah. like, right? Come on, whatever. John St. John. Whatever, he, he is dude. like one of the best voice actors of all time. Um, but I'm excited for it. I mean, it's got it's kind of weird to see people can fly working with Square Enix, um, but a lot of people seem to be very excited about it. Now I'm going to talk about this one. Or if you want to, I don't know if you're as big as a uh, as as a fan as I am, but 
Bruce Campbell's the man. Yes. Go ahead. But this animated version of Bruce Campbell is so freaking weird. It does. Um, Evil Dead, the game announced. The horror, the horror franchise Evil Dead is coming to gaming platforms. The trailer featured four different playable characters taking on supernatural monsters in the woods. Um... Come on, bro. It's, it's another four-player co-op, It man. doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter to you. No, I mean, nobody said it was a four-player co-op game. I, I just think that's what it's going to be. You have four different playable characters. But anyways, listen. It's based on the Evil Dead series, yes. which the newest series is unbelievable. Bruce Campbell and them did a great job. The trailer looks amazing. Um, the trailer was in like four, uh, like 4K, 60 frames per second. Graphics look really good. Um, and I am super excited about this. It's also being done by Saber Interactive, which I think is going to do a great job with the game. The gameplay looks really, really fun. Um, and it's like third person over the shoulder. Um, and, and I just think it's going to be so sick. So sick. It's coming out in 2021. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be an Xbox exclusive or not, but there's been two trailers I've seen of it so far, and it just said Xbox on the bottom of it. So I hope it's not going to be. May the odds be in your favor. Uh, Ghost and Goblins Resurrection announced for the Nintendo Switch. And this is really cool. Ghost and Goblins is, is one of my favorite series of all time. Uh, the one that I played on Super Nintendo was Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Super Ghouls and Ghosts. It was. Um, Super Ghouls and Ghosts was the second one. I think Ghosts and Goblins was the first. But Super Ghouls and Ghosts, oh my god, man. Me and my brother would play that so much. It was one of those games like Firepower uh, 2000 that we never really beat. Yep. Um, there was only one game from that era that we did finally beat, and that was uh, Sunset Riders. <laughs> and that's because I have the arcade where we can just have unlimited coins right. and just keep going. Um, but... The, the thing is, is that <clears throat> Super Ghouls and Ghosts was one of my favorite games. With Ghosts and Goblins, this animation style, I mean, I don't really know what to say. I, I think it's cool that they're going to, that they're resurrecting the series, but I kind of wish that they would have done uh, it like they did on the PS2 to where Maximus um, came back and he was like, it was a third person style game. I think it would have been really fun like that, but I guess, you know, a relaunch of, you know, the game is cool, but this is animation style. They tried to make it look real classic and with like a new feel to it, and I don't know, bro. It just doesn't sit right with me. It kind of looks like it was just like, I don't know. <laughs> probably just because I'm such a fan of the original, I think they probably should have just gone full on old school and just made the game like a 32-bit game or something. I, no, I, I understand completely, man. Yeah. I understand. Um, so I'll talk about this. Returnal, um, made by PlayStation Studios, gets a new gameplay trailer, and it's releasing March 19th of 2021 for PS5. I have no clue what this game is about. I want this game. But it looks really, really good. Like, it, it looks very, very strange. Um, kind of Death Stranding-esque. Like, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's it seems. I have very... a feeling. Okay, look, but I'm, I'm watching the gameplay, mm -hmm. and it has a very, 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 very so much like Demon Souls, Dark Souls feel to it, mm -hmm. along with the near automata. Now, yeah. because each time you die, it looks like you wake up. Yeah. And you got to start over again. Yeah. 
the return of band look i would play the shit out of this game yeah it looks really good graphically it's fantastic of course and uh, i'm very excited this is one of the um first um in the series of you know great first per uh, first party playstation games playstation 5 exclusive playstation 5 exclusive. oh i'm so jelly yeah jelly. it looks really really good um it takes two first gameplay reveal. Um, Haze Light uh, has shown off their upcoming title, It Takes Two, with an action-packed trailer filled of adorable split-screen two-player co-op mode. Um, so what was great is that this is not the first type of co-op game that Hazelight Studios or Hazelight Studios has came out with. They came out with a critically acclaimed and fan-acclaimed A Way Out in 2018. Um, which is basically, you know, you literally have to play the game in co-op mode. Um, and uh, it was split screen and all this other stuff. Now, what's great about this game is that It Takes Two is based on um, a married couple that ends up getting turned into dolls. Um, and it has a lot of dark humor and all this other stuff in it. And I told Dara, I was like, we've got to play this together. No question. Right. So I'm really excited about that. Super Meat Boy Forever is getting a release date as well. It's coming to the Epic Game Store. Fuck that game. I know I'm not supposed to cuss, but man, that game is hard. It is so, it is so hard. Oh my God. I love it so much. Um, and I don't really know. Me and Bolts are kind of... You know, split on this. Oddworld Soulstorm is coming spring 2021 for PS4, PS5, and the Epic Games Store. Uh, Oddworld was like one of those games. You know, it was just like uh, it pulled you in. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think it's one of those things that have, that's the pat the the time between has has been so far that I just it's I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, another really great thing is Elder Scrolls Online Gates of Oblivion has been announced as a new DLC pack coming to Elder Scrolls Online. They keep on rolling out the punches, man. Elder Scrolls Online is really turned around and is one of the best MMOs to join into right now. And it's crazy, too, is because this is coming out January 21st of 2021. World of Warcraft just launched a new expansion as well. Yes, they did. So MMOs are still on the rise. Bro. They're, I mean, rock- they're still doing they're rocking it. it, bro. I'm telling you. Um, and I don't care about this one. New trailer for Monster Hunter Rise <laughs> is coming up with an upcoming demo. Among Us is getting a new map. Master Chief is in Fortnite. Scarlet Nexus. Now, this is a Bandai Namco um, uh, game. It says Bandai Namco announced their upcoming anime RPG. Scarlet Nexus uh, is coming in summer of 2021. Do you want to talk about this at all? Um, I don't. I don't know exactly what it is, so I it's can't. It's an anime action RPG. So it's more or less like their version of a JRPG. Um, and I mean, it looks cool. It looks unique, but I don't particularly think it's something that I'm going to play. I, you think your wife would play it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I showed her, showed it to her. And like, there's a lot of like kind of large, I wouldn't technically say grotesque, but like really large battles that you could face off. Some of the, uh, you know, bosses in the game kind of look like bosses from Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, and plus the animation style of the game looks really great. Um, so, we'll see. Um, it seems to be very heavy action-based, and it's got a really good story mode as well. So, Just Cause is oh. coming to mobile. Oh, I could play that game. Just Cause Mobile? No, the Scarlet Nexus. Oh, oh Scarlet okay, Nexus. Scarlet Nexus. Yeah, it looks unique, man. It looks very, very different. Um, I don't understand this. Explosive action game is uh, making its debut to mobile devices. No release date has been set yet. 
Now listen, Just Cause 4 was a great game. It was very, very, very much uh, improved upon from Just Cause 3. Um, because I felt Just Cause 3 was literally just like, you know, all, like it, it was just goofy. Uh, just Cause 4 took a way more serious note. Um, and uh, I don't know, Just Cause Mobile, it looks good. And it just... I don't know. I don't really know if we needed this game, but it's kind of like, um, uh, what is it called? Over the top. RTS. RTS style. Um, uh, and I mean, it, it looks fun, but you know, and you could play in multiplayer and all this other stuff, but I don't know. It's probably not something I'm really going to get into. Um, Ruined King, a League of Legends story. Um, a turn-based RPG set in the League of Legends universe coming out in 2021. And then I got this stupid game. <laughs> okay, so I was really, first off, I was disappointed that I, like we didn't see God of War or um, a new and improved Halo, you know, trailer. Game, gameplay footage. You know, something. And, uh, and I was like, there's got to be some heavy hitters. Because, I mean, Dragon Age can't be the only game that's just, like, mega. Right. So, of course, <laughs> I hand you the mic. So, um... So my okay, look, it's, it's it's hard for me to express my gratitude and my happiness. Um, but Mass Effect, a new installment was announced. Um, a trailer was revealed. Um, it, you know, this is a series that was what what was was a series of all series, and then it just it fell off. And then Andromeda was a, just such an eyesore and such a such an ulcer to everybody. Um, this trailer was about the uh, the continuing of Mass Effect, which kind of, kind of, kind of. I, I sit back and I, I've listened to it. I've watched the trailer many times, um, and it says at the very end, it says like Mass Effect: the story continues, or Mass Effect will continue, or so on and so forth. Um, in the trailer, you got into you got into Sorry walking up a snow hill, um, as um, as you know, in the background you hear voices, people talking, so on and so forth. She reaches down in the snow, picks up this little piece of armor, wipes it away, and it says N seven on it. And then of course it fades away, and it says Mass Effect will continue. Um, everybody thinks it's going to be something after the Re the Reaper invasion, yeah. um, which I absolutely can see. Um, because it, sa it says Mass Effect will continue at the end, yeah. and I can. I, the the first thing that really caught my caught my ear was whenever they were going through there, through through the little the the beginning, yeah, the beginning scenes. The first thing I heard was, "What are the protocols for first contact?" Now, if anybody read any of the backstory, any of the lore, or anything of Mass Effect, before there were the Reapers, before we knew anything about the galaxy, our first contact was with the, was a, was with the Tyrians, yeah. and we had the first contact war. Yeah. It was our first, basically, invitation into the galaxy that we we didn't know know of. Yeah, you know, so it, it, I, I wonder if they're gonna maybe go that direction. Because, like I told you, like I said, the first thing I heard was, "We just made first contact." What our first contact protocols? That's what I heard in the beginning. And you were like, I, "I was," and and then and then of course they, they they continued on, and then you heard the the basically the the Reapers' war, you know that you know that sound they make, um, and then of course the the Asari's walking up the hill, the snow hill. You can't you you see like a like a 
it's like a building with some people standing out of it with some fog I, i'm not sure it could be a worn torn earth it could be a worn torn planet of the turians or the asaris or whatever something um and like i said she wipes away the n7 um whatever this is it better be mass effect one two or three I'm just I, 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 when I say like that connection to the, that? The, the connection, the timeline, the, the the not necessarily the gameplay, but that that aura, that that universe, that well, shell. A I lot want of people that. are saying that this is possibly Liara to Sony. And see, it, but you can't really you can't really say that because and, and and the reason I say this, listen, because depending on how. Depending on how you chose, yeah, but exactly that's what I'm saying. Now, the, the only in all reality, if it depending on what inning you got, there was at the end of the game, no matter what, there's like three or four people, yes, I that lived. That. Okay, now what I'm really interested is about if this is the continuation after the Reaper invasion and so on and so forth. Now, you had three different innings on Mass Effect 3 to determine the, the, the way. Um, you handle the Reapers, okay? Because in all reality, Commander Shippers still could play a part in this. Yeah, and that—that's the part that's really awesome. See, but what what the? I think the reason why most people are saying that this is Liara is because she picks the N seven, you know, piece up, wipes it away, looks up, and then she smiles. So I mean, I don't think it would just be some like random, you know, person. You know, I, I think. It's got to be somebody that's connected to the original series uh, to an extent. Now, this game, I personally believe, I don't think we will see this game uh, launch until late 2022, early 2023. Oh, I, and, um, I better not. Yeah, and I, I'm hoping that um, that they are going to, they're really going to make this game like, make it feel like Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 3, you know, like Mass that, Effect 2 was my favorite in the and, series. And I, if, if, if they can take a, a story driven with the DLC, the characters and so on and so forth from a Mass Effect 2 um, and and take some of the gameplay from Mass Effect 3, because Mass Effect 3's gameplay is really, really, really smooth. Yeah. Um, but if they could give me the uh, the battle features from Andromeda, because I love the way I could battle in Andromeda. Yeah. Um, and they put that all that crap in this one. Um, it would be really, really great. Yeah. But like I said, if depending on and see, and see the scene right here where the Citadel is blown up. Yeah. You know, I just I don't know, man. I'm so <laughs> I'm so. Well, I, just, I, I think we got a couple of years of trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen in this game. But unless they've already really worked on it, because what one of the lead writers for Mass Effect just left Bioware, didn't he? Yes. So what do you think? I mean, see, there's see, see in the background, there's a reaper on the ground. She picked because it wouldn't have been part of it wouldn't have been part of um, Shepherds in seven. It couldn't have been because <laughs> trying to do analyze uh, like analyze the trailer where we're I'm doing just saying it. because 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 depending on what happened because Shepherd. He he, he 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 got absorbed or he died right there and there in a big ass center, you know, a big ass the the uh, the catalyst. That's where the fuck he died, or or he superimposed himself onto the reapers, or he superimposed himself and helped the reapers, or he imposed himself and blew up the reapers. You know what I'm saying? So and 
and I'm, and I'm trying to look at this this trailer and at the end with that little spaceship that you see flying land it it, it it looks like a Solarian a Krogan and I can't tell what the what the what the one middle figure is and of course I'm sorry so I'm man I'm just well this is the thing so some I mean some people are worried about this but Bioware just recently lost two more veteran developers Casey Hudson and Mark Dara all uh, as it foregoes or whatever ahead of Mass Effect 4 and Dragon Age 4 after 23 years with Bioware uh, Dragon Age executive producer Mark Dara is leaving the studio alongside general manager Casey Hudson so um, the two projects they were working on uh, was Mass Effect 4 and Dragon Age. So I don't really think this is going to be a big shot into like the development process because obviously they've probably been working on this since the end of Andromeda, which Andromeda came out in what? Uh, 2017? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it was a horrible game. I thought you said it was great. You're like, oh, if you really get into it, if you play the game all the way through. And listen, the game was horrible. I loved it because it's a Mass Effect game, but the game was horrible. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah, it came out March 21st of 2017, so I would probably say four or five months after that. They've they've already had the direction of what they wanted Uh to do with the next Mass Effect, so it's been being worked on for almost three to four years now, so maybe we're going to get it in 2021, 2022. Shit on. Bring it on. Let me touch it. So, great episode. We love you guys very much. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check us out at for some of the latest and greatest geek news, movie news, and gaming news. Great content and great content creators right over at Centrelinks. Also, head on over to popple.co. Check out the great items that they have available there. Get a popple. Attach it to the back of your phone and tap it to the top of an iPhone or middle of an Android. You can automatically share all of your social profiles instantly. One of the best ways of social distancing and social sharing in on the market today so use the code second opinion pro and save 20 percent on your purchase um and make sure to check back very soon we're gonna have episode 312 coming out soon and i'm sure we're gonna have more great stuff to either argue about or talk about so love you guys talk to you very soon peace out peace